Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey Katie. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going. <laughs> I know you have a very special treat for us. I have a little show and tell. I uh, am I the kind of person that Spends perfectly good money on wigs for my pets. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. And I took one for the team here because I don't think you guys are going to hate this. No, you are not going to hate this. You are going to love this. Welcome, Cranky JR, Red Girl, Moonbeam, RJ, Jacqueline, and GB. You guys are here in time for some show and tell. Hey, Berserker. Berserker. Uh, glad you're going to, you are going to be grateful you are here at the beginning of the show in just hey, a moment. Moonbeam. Yeah. Yes. And I, I really do need to uh, say that no, no one was injured in the making of these photos. And also, lots of treats were given. So yeah, without further ado, <laughs> this is Little Blue, our Bassett Corgi mix. I really had to hold her head because she she's, just uh, She looks like she's been out in a windstorm. <laughs> I know. She definitely wants to talk to the manager, I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then... Fiona. <laughs> Is she wearing a turtleneck and studying philosophy? Just curious. <laughs> she looks like she should be, right? <laughs> and Ziggy. Oh, Ziggy. Who also wants to talk to the manager, I think. Yes. Looks like mm -hmm. a middle-aged housewife to me. Probably drinks white wine, I'm thinking. Probably, yeah. yeah I think so. Yep, for sure. And Rico. <laughs> I think Rico's a little drunk. Maybe he had a tumble or two. <laughs> I have a bunch of pictures of him. These are a couple of the best ones. This one. <laughs> That's yeah. better. This is for his Tinder profile. Yes, it is. Yes, sure. it is for his Tinder profile. <laughs> mm -hmm. He's kind of got the, the smolder going on. Does, and or yeah. the uh, I will hate you forever for this look, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And then just uh, a bonus picture of Fiona. <laughs> we have died today. Oh, these are now, fantastic. Worth every dime. Mm -hmm. So sadly, I have no pictures of Skippy, my other little chihuahua, because um, he bit me too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is 100 years old. He's like, you're not making fun of me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> what a day we have had. It took quite a bit of snacks <laughs> with the pigs to uh, I bet it did. I'm impressed that they're like standing there with a wig on. Like that's mm -hmm. pretty good. Well, it has a an elastic thing that goes under their chin. Oh, does it? Oh, I didn't even um, notice. Perfect. So once you get it on, you know, it's, it's and, and with the dogs, they would just, you know, get a paw up there and yank it off. But the pigs don't really they're not built that way. Yeah, they don't they, bend like that. Their arms, yeah, they don't bend like that. And they don't reach their, their front paws would never reach their face. So anyway, or front hooves, I should say. Mm -hmm. GB says, your pigs seem so chill. <laughs> you know, they can. Hey, Ashley. They're really chill right now because they've had dinner and they've already gone to, gone to bed. They're laying on the couch uh, in a big piggy pile, sound asleep. But... Uh, <laughs> It looks like real human hair. You, I know. It's kind of a convincing little wig. And I left it last night on my end table. And I walked out this morning in the, you know, like early morning light and saw it sitting there. And it scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Which was oh. true crime in my head. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. They, they are definitely full of treats and resentment. Both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was worth every dime. Every treat. For sure. I saw one of those costumes today that is the big spider legs that you, people put on their dogs, like a, a oh, little black yeah. dog, and it looks like a black spider. Wouldn't that be hysterical on Fiona? Yes, it would. I was trying to decide if it was worth the $9 to order it. It probably is. Probably We're is. trying to get it on her. Holy hell. I'm seeing you try to that... put a harness on her. See, I think Scott could pull it off. 
without getting bit. She'd probably bite me. But she, Mm -hmm. Scott is her person. Oh, my God. Right. She has also been in heat this week. And you guys, this pig is so freaking weird. When she's in heat, she puts her front paws up on Scott's desk chair in his office and tap dances all over the living room with it all night long. (laughs) Until occasionally she just tips it completely over. And this summer, she had discovered a 55-gallon barrel in the backyard that she was doing the same thing to and pushing it hard. So, I don't know what people driving by think, but uh, yeah. I was so uh-huh. mad at her. By the time I got out of bed the other morning, I had listened to her tap dance around the living room all night long. Yeah. You know, I had a bunny I don't know years ago that used to pin my cats down and do that when she was in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> also yeah. hilarious. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Well, and uh, Craig, wants to see a video of that. I should probably, there it, you go. I have a video somewhere. It is really funny. I, and if, if people come over here when she's in heat, not to us, she doesn't do this to us, but oh my God, she loves our sister Kara and her husband, Justin, like you cannot believe. Oh yeah. She will just, uh, you know, assault them. Yes. Yeah. When they, but only when she's in heat. Now, why hasn't this pig been fixed? That's a really good question. <laughs> it's fixed. And, and we have no intention of ever having piglets, uh, partly because there's way too many piglets uh, and, and little pigs that are going into shelters and stuff. Because mini pigs are not easy to have as pets. They are not. Mm-hmm. And people see cute pigs on the Internet. Well, like mine, you know, and you look at them and go, oh, I want one of those. Truth is, they're really tough to have. They're very destructive to your home. There's a lot of really fun parts about having them and some very challenging ones. So because of that, there's this huge bloom of mini pigs in rescues and needing rescues and stuff. I get hit up all the time Mm -hmm. to see if I could take another one. And I cannot. The two I have are all I can handle. I'll share them on social media. I will try. I'll reach out to other pig people. But, oh, God, two is enough, you know. (laughs) But at any rate, um... (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth said you just described my children. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, people call mini pigs uh, belligerent toddlers for a reason, and they stay that way, and they live till they're like 25. So you've got long-term belligerent toddlers in your house. Right. But at any rate, uh, so we're not going to breed her ever. The other reason is because their uh, survival rate in piglets is only about 30%. And oh, so you will have a good part of your litter die. And I just can't. My heart can't do it. I can't even imagine no. What that would do to me. That would yeah. be horrible. Yeah. So for lots of reasons, we'll never breed her. So she should be fixed. But uh, fixing sows is kind of problematic. They don't do very well with anesthesia. And we've kind of been chickens about it. And honestly, probably should someday. But uh, it hasn't happened yet. For now, you just have the chair. Yeah. Now the chair just, uh, you know, gets its uh, monthly molesting. And <laughs> there you go. GB, that changes Charlotte's web for me. <laughs> right? Oh, no Reality. Well. It, it was. The same thing did happen with 101 Dalmatians. Yep. Yeah. Because Dalmatians are not easy dogs. And a right. lot of Dalmatians have uh, deafness or other physical issues. Yeah. It's true. Absolutely. And speaking of reality, we have some serious true crime updates to get to, you guys. There are so many updates. We are 100% in the Twilight Zone. You cannot make this shit up. This is better than Stephen King these days. It is these crazy days, what we're seeing. It is crazy. Mm-hmm. But let's get right to it. Let's get Gabby Petito first. You've probably yeah. heard this, but if you haven't, the coroner in Teton County, Wyoming, his name is Dr. Brent Blue, ruled her cause of death strangulation. Yeah. Called it. Mm-hmm. Don't want to celebrate it because it's no. awful. And it's uh, so, a homicide. Yes. Yeah. So we already knew they were calling it a homicide. Now they're confirming that for sure it is a homicide and that she did die by strangulation. Mm-hmm. He would not say anything else. And by Wyoming state law, they can't release anything else. They did say that they have DNA. There is yes. foreign DNA that they are processing. Mm-hmm. He did kind of slip and make a little comment about domestic violence that I found yes, interesting. Did. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. Yes, three to four weeks. She was dead three to four weeks before found. And yep. he did say a little something about domestic violence, which, which sort of, you know, led me to think that he thinks it probably was Brian. But they cannot say that publicly. There has not been a warrant for Brian's arrest for murder. Yeah. Um, it's coming. I don't know if that'll come or not, but yeah. Mm -hmm. A dog, oh, dog dropped dog. out of the search. Dog uh, injured his ankle. his ankle. He yep, he uh, apparently sprained his ankle or something, and <laughs> had to go back to Colorado uh, to the doctor. I I didn't know. I did not know this. Apparently, they don't have doctors in Florida. I, I didn't know either. <laughs> but he's gone back. I know we're so mean. We just don't like him. But no. anyway. I he wish did we help bring more awareness to the case and more publicity to it, however, so I, I'll definitely give him that. He yeah. did, um, and he's apparently now at his, um, what did they call it? Kind of like his lair, his uh, command center, still looking lair. for him. <laughs> I know, that is, yeah. <laughs> you, you cannot make up updates, yes. Yes, that's, but lately... I mean, the news has not always been this crazy, but boy, lately. It has Rumble. gotten pretty crazy. So, yeah. you know, so much still to come on Gabby Petito, of course. But now, I mean, the good news is they know her cause of death. Yeah. Yeah. Which and gives them a lot. Her released to her family. Yes, it has. Yeah, they were able to go yeah. and get her body. And... You know, there, there's some good things there. They have some evidence. They can prove that she was killed. They can prove that it was strangulation. You know, sometimes in these cases, they struggle to prove those things. And I mean, she had three to four weeks of time to decompose. And so in the elements. So I, I think it's good, frankly, um, that there's at least this much. They did not release toxicology. So there might have, there may be information there. It did verify that she was not pregnant. There was a lot of rumors yes. that she was pregnant. She was not. Yes. Not pregnant. That was not the cause of any of this. So, But the, the time of death is interesting. Three to four weeks. Yeah. Before being found, which really means that she died not very long after they got to that area. Like, there wasn't we know there was an incident with them in the Mary Piglets on the 27th of August. And no one physically saw her after that date. Mm -hmm. And so it's likely that day or the day after is when she was killed. Mm -hmm. uh, was she in a shallow grave? Okay. So what we were told uh, through the grapevine of the people that found her was that it looked like he had tried to dig a little bit, but the ground there is like sheer rocks. It's really hard, gravelly stuff. Yeah. And it looked like he had tried to dig a bit of a grave, but wasn't very successful and mostly had just put rocks and branches and stuff on top of her. Yeah. So, yeah, she was sort of in a grave. Not really. Mostly just covered a little bit by, you know, bushes and stuff that were around yeah yep and and th there had been some predation but not nearly as much as the we were worried about yeah yeah, yeah. oh she wasn't just bones there was still mm -hmm. a fair amount of mm -hmm. she still had tissue. tissue yeah i mean her dad identified her yeah yeah he yeah. was able to identify her on scene yeah. yeah it would take more than three to four weeks to be bones mm-hmm Unfortunately, they did find her in enough time for there to be some evidence. And so later on down the road, that's going to be really important. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the uh, the foreign DNA is important. I mean, you know, you would assume this is her boyfriend. She'd been living with him that she would have some of his DNA on her anyway. But right. were they defensive wounds? You know, did she have DNA under her fingernails? Those are things that uh, would be interesting to know. Right. And, and maybe we'll know that at some point. Maybe we won't. But it's good. This is another good step. And it's another step towards an arrest warrant for murder, not just uh, the credit card fraud. And it also is another step towards uh, squeezing his parents. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, you know, they cannot 
pretend like they didn't know that he killed her now, you know, or that she was killed, I guess, yeah. allegedly. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's give a little update in the Cassidy Rainwater case. So yeah. um, this is so bizarre. We, we've reported on this already that the house where she was being kept in, and still they have not said that they have identified her body. However, the house, the, the pictures where she was being kept in the cage burned down last week. What we know now is that there were two homemade bombs with tripwires on the property. So we had reported one before. We now know there were actually two. Mm-hmm. And that they were they were homemade. Mm-hmm. They have not come out and given the cause of the fire. But I will say this. They only had to detonate one bomb. Mm-hmm. And the house burned down. So we may be able to extrapolate from that that the other bomb is what started the fire in the house. We're not sure. But I will tell you this. Somebody did not want anybody going in that house. Yeah. I mean, a house burns down during an investigation like this. You can't avoid the way that that looks, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you, Cassandra. Thank you very much. The Super Chat is on. If you guys appreciate our work and want to tip us, you always can do that. It's uh, never expected or required, but always appreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think this is interesting because this, you know, there's so many, um, so many rumors swirling around the, the Cassidy, yeah. Cassidy Rainwater case. But this really lends you to think that, yeah, there's something else here. There's something else with this. Why would somebody go to go to all this trouble? Also, who went to all this trouble? Because James Phelps and Tim Norton are in jail. Yeah. Being held without bond. Yep. So, you know, really, really interesting just... um, A lot to a lot to think on and, and I'm sure much more to learn later. Yep, for sure. Well, and so what they're saying is that they had the sheriff said that they had custody of the home for seven days and that they had uh manpower out there twenty four seven for several for seven days to be able to fully process the property. After that they returned it back to the homeowner who is someone that the house was rented. This property was actually rented. He didn't own it. Mm -hmm. And that's when all of this went down. Yeah. So somebody out there didn't want this story to be told. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yep. Nope, for sure. So we're going to see the, the sheriff is saying that they are waiting for more lab results to come in before any more charges are filed. Uh, they yeah. want to know exactly what's happening first before they, you know, you know, what's actually happened, you know, and as we know, there's been, yeah, oof, a lot of horrible rumors about this case, about what could have possibly happened. Yeah, most definitely. But we're, we will see more with that. It just takes time. They're running DNA, which takes a long time. You know, yeah. we'll see more. Yeah. Uh, one more. And then Katie, I'm going to have you share. Uh, but there's a there's potentially a break in the Lauren or L Cho case we covered a couple of weeks ago. She yeah. went missing in the uh, Yucca Valley area in California, and a body has been found out in the desert in that area, un- unidentified human remains. Mm-hmm. We do not know if this is her, and they do feel that it's going to take. Many weeks, probably, for them to determine if it is her. She's been missing since June 28th. Yeah. So if it is her body, um, you know, it, it could be bones or nearly. Yeah. So uh, it might, it'll take a while to know for sure. But there are questions because this body was found in the area where she went missing. Mm-hmm. So we'll keep an eye on that and, and let you know if we see anything more going. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for that, Shelby. We really appreciate uh, the super chats and yeah, always helps us just keep doing what we're doing. 
so very sad in the whole L situation. I'm so sad for her family. I mean, this oh, must gosh, be an yeah. incredibly hard time. Uh, L or Lauren Cho will fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Such a sad time for her family and a hard time because they don't actually know it's her yet, but maybe no, they they're do. just waiting you know? with bated breath. Mm-hmm. And maybe they know something that has not been released publicly yet, but you know, they may make some kind of a unofficial notification to family, but they can't, you know, they have to confirm. Yeah. So we'll see on that. And um, so Katie, what have you got for us on the Murdoch case? Okay. Well, where the hell do we start? All right. You guys know the Alex Murdoch case. This is the guy whose uh, wife and son were murdered, uh, Maggie and Paul, in June on his property. And since then, we've learned all this wild shit about him. And (laughs) so um, some interesting things coming out this week. Now, as we know, he was a couple of things that we got wrong in the first place. Uh, We didn't realize that he actually had been arrested and uh, that hadn't been in the news. So he actually had been arrested and been in court. And in the uh, attempted murder of himself, right? And or the assisted suicide of the guy he hired to kill him. Yeah, <laughs> still and such then, a weird charge. Yeah, and then had checked into uh, rehab, and as far as we know, he's still in some rehab somewhere. His brother says this is an oxycontin addiction. Uh, so there's a couple of things. Uh, the other thing is that we weren't sure. We knew that his uh, property was more than 150 acres. It's like 1,500 acres. So yeah. now you know. It's huge. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. So a couple of things that have come out this week. So Curtis Smith, this is the guy who is accused of being the failed hitman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Curtis Smith uh, originally was reported as a former drug dealer. That's actually not what the news is calling him at all now. So Hmm. I don't know. Now they're calling him former logger and handyman, but he says. And and current unsuccessful um, assassin. Yeah. Well, so. Like Alex Cox. Yeah. A little bit GB. Yeah. So Murdoch told this story, you know, about how he had. What had stopped on the side of the road to check a tire and this truck had pulled past him and turned around in the church parking lot and come back and just leveled a gun at him and shot at him. Right. Yeah. So of course this guy says, no, he did hire me uh, that and supposedly, and this is where it gets iffy with his son, right? Because supposedly there would have been $10 million in life insurance that the, uh, the son would have gotten Buster. Mm -hmm. And this guy was supposed to receive a payout from that. So how involved was Buster? Or was this going to be an after the fact, hey, by the way, kind of situation? Right. Very how did, weird. How but did he know he'd get paid after the fact? Yeah. So, but at any rate, uh, he got there. Murdoch put uh, where he was working, you know, looking at his truck. I mean, that was the only part of the narrative that was probably somewhat true. But he he says that Murdoch put a loaded gun in his hand and told him to, and turned around and told him to go ahead and shoot him in the back of the head. Well, Smith, as it turns out, is a very bad killer because he couldn't do it. He chickened out. He couldn't handle it. So Murdoch took the gun back from him. This is Smith's story. Bear that in mind. He says that Murdoch took or Murdoch took the gun back and tried to shoot himself in the head, but missed. Yeah, unsuccessful <laughs> here. I, I do not know. <laughs> he he grazed the top of his head. So anyway. So, so that's the story now that, that Smith and his attorney are telling and that he didn't even pull the trigger. He didn't do anything. He, uh, you know, agreed to help out with this and then got there and just couldn't do it. So, you know, they're both charged in a slew of things from that. So, Elizabeth, very good question. Have yeah. they ruled out the dad in the murders of the wife and son? According to Murdoch's own attorneys, no, they have not. Right. His lawyer says that Alex has been a person of interest from the day for the get-go. And he's just barely admitted that today. But he told the Daily Beast that, yes, he has been, uh, he's been 
being investigated for that ever since. Yeah. But that's only part of it. Oh my gosh. There, this is so bananas. There's an article in the New York Times that came out today, I think. Yeah, today. It is so good. I'm going to share it in the chat for you guys because it really does an excellent job of surmising where we are at up to this point with this case. Uh, you know, because again, this is one of those things that this will make some some wild TV. But oh man, there will be movies. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but a couple of things from that article that I thought were interesting. So you remember that there was. There are two other suspicious deaths around this family that we know of. I've actually heard that there may be others that are still kind of coming out of the woodwork, right? Uh, okay. The first one is Stephen, Stephen Smith. Yeah. So Stephen Smith died six years ago. He was a kid that lived in their town that was killed in a hit and run and was left in the road dead. He was 19. Uh, his death has never been solved. But there have been rumors around their town forever that the older Murdoch kid had something to do with it. Right. So you had this town where you had the haves and the have-nots. You had some really rich, spoiled kids. And then you had kids who weren't. And there were some big problems there. So now, because of something they found in Murdoch's house when they were searching it after those murders, uh, you know, of Paul and Maggie, they have reopened Stephen Smith's case. Because they know something. Right. Well, in the meantime, some people, you know, kind of taking a look at this case, have discovered something really sad about it. Stephen Smith does not have a headstone. Oh, he doesn't? He comes from a super poor family who have had one hard knock after another in life. And a group of... uh, you know, wonderful people who just saw this and went, no, this cannot stand, have formed an organization to fundraise to be able to place a headstone for Stephen and help his mom out. And also to help her with some legal fees because some shit's going to start rolling down here. So I'm going to post in the chat. You can find this uh, on Facebook too. This is the GoFundMe if you want to contribute or take a look at it. They've actually raised $7,500 now, which should buy a beautiful headstone. But, you know, they're also just trying to help his mom. But they formed a Facebook page called Standing for Stephen. And they're having a Halloween fundraiser Mm. that, uh, you know, most of us wouldn't be around for. But it's kind of fun. They have a silent auction and it's a costume party. They're having a Halloween costume contest associated with it. And you can learn all about that if you just want to go check it out. over on that Facebook page. And again, that is Standing for Stephen. And if you look at the hashtag Standing for Stephen, there's quite a bit of coverage. And it's a PH Stephen. A PH Stephen, yeah. I just think that's uh, super sweet, you know, that they're getting some attention here and help because they were just out in the cold. You know, his case was just, it went cold immediately. And it became pretty clear that the haves did something to the have-nots and that they just get away with that stuff. Yeah, it does seem that maybe a lot of those kinds of stories are going to come out of the this case or this group of cases i can't yeah. even think we can't even call it a case it's a lot more than one yes but stephen's murder is you know his the case is reopened and it's currently being investigated so we will keep a very close eye on that as well so that's numero uno the mm-hmm. other thing that we know is that murda's housekeeper died a couple right. of years ago, a few years ago, uh, at his home. And her name was uh, Gloria Satterfield, and she died in 2018. She supposedly fell on the front stairs of their home. That She supposedly tripped over the dogs and fell and was injured and was taken by ambulance to the hospital where she had lost most of her ability to speak. And died in the hospital several weeks later. Mm. So it was the result of a brain bleed. Supposedly. But there was no autopsy done. And no coroner contacted in her death. They did something shady. That is shady. Because she died on her employer's property. 
while well, at work received an injury that that uh, right received an injury there and so resulted I mean, in her death yeah there's laws around stuff like that you know mm-hmm. and I know this family of attorneys doesn't seem to think they have to follow those laws but there are laws about things like that and there I'm sure that there should have been an mm-hmm. investigation into that and yeah. a look at what kind of compensation was her family owed considering that she died from injuries that happened to work? I mean, any employer would have those responsibilities. Well, never fear. Our hero, Alex, was there to help. Oh, boy. So the day of the funeral, he pulled her sons aside. She had two adult sons. Told them, I'm going to take responsibility for this. And here's the lawyer for you to go to. They sent him to... Fleming. And Fleming happens to be the godfather of his children and his uh, college roommate. and good Oh, friend. of Alex's children. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. So he says, I'm going to send you to this attorney, to Fleming, and he is going to help you file suit against my property so that my uh, insurance has to pay out. So that was the plan. That's what he told them that they were going to do. So he sends them to Fleming, who, as it turns out, has been involved in lots of his dirty deeds Mm -hmm. and currently has his law license uh, suspended while they investigate his bullshit. So that's Mm -hmm. also happening. But so they file this lawsuit and they think, of course, that this Fleming guy is looking out for their best interests, but he's not. No. And he advises them to sign over the management of their mother's estate to an executive at a local bank where Murdaugh does business because it'll be easier that way. Oh, good Lord. So they do that. So there was a very large settlement that should have gone to this family and did not. So here's what the New York Times says. They said five months later, court records show a judge approved a settlement agreement to pay the son's $2.8 $2.8 million from Mr. Murdaugh's insurers and award more than $1 million in lawyer's fees. But the sons say they didn't know that. They never actually heard about that deal. Where the hell did that money go then? Well, it went to Murdaugh. Oh, for God's sake. So it turned out Fleming sent the money to Murdaugh and this is all in court now. This has all been laid bare, of course. Mm-hmm. And now Fleming's saying, well, he, Murdoch, he thought that Murdoch was giving the money to the boys. He had no idea that uh, Murdoch kept it. He had no idea. Why should he have ever given it to Murdoch in the first place? What a liar. Totally. Well, that's wow. Right. He's in trouble because of this and other things that he's done mm-hmm. with Murdoch that are unsavory. But at any rate, so last week, Fleming's firm says, oh, whoa, 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 we just didn't know. We're going to pay back all the lawyer's fees and the settlement. Like, we're, we'll make this right, right? Because now they're looking real bad, thanks to Murdoch. Right. Anyway, so that's two of the big things that have come out of this this week. Um, Hopefully her family know, gets their money. What the hell? Right, right. If not, Again, they better be right on the news. Taking <laughs> like, advantage of poor people in their town. And these people were freaking millionaires. It's just so ridiculous and terrible. It is. Yeah, it's so frustrating. So that's basically where things are. So the big things, you know, just more information in the death of the and the work being done on behalf of Stephen Smith. Of course, uh, now hearing that uh, Alex is a person of interest in the family murders and learning a little more about the uh, fraud that happened. And he is going to be facing charges for fraud because of, pardon me, because of the, uh, the housekeeper situation. The only other thing that uh, came out this week that I think was notable is that his brother will no longer represent his son's estate. I saw that. So his brother is also There's kind attorney, of a big of breakup going up on in the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they have had it. So Paul, of course, is the son that has died. Mm-hmm. And the brother, his uncle, you know, was representing his estate. And there, he says that there has been uh, a recent discovery of evidence that uh, has made him decide that he no long, longer wants to be associated with this estate. 
well, yeah. you know, they're going to, he's going to have to distance himself a long ways yeah. to not get caught up in this. Yes. Yep. Oh, which reindeer is in my, yeah, it, this is blue. Our little uh, basset corgi. She either gets to come in my office when I'm on the air and wander around and make noise with her toenails on the floor or sit outside the door and cry and make noise. So she, <laughs> because she wants to be like right on top of me all the time. Of course. <laughs> uh, did he hide money from her family? Oh yeah. We answered that. Yeah. I yeah. wonder where the living son is in all of this. I haven't seen anything from him. Have you? Mm-mm. Mm-mm, he is silent. But he is. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Oh, right. However, there is certainly a lot of conversations about this family and what else has gone on in right. this town. This is going to open a massive investigation into them of what other other, other things have happened. Because Can just you imagine things, oh. how mad and probably scared some of his associates are right now. Oh yeah, like he just the great. Yeah, he just opened Pandora's box for them. <laughs> I hope that every person in that town that these fools have ever wronged get a piece of this pie. I hope so, too. my God, they have gotten away with a lot. Oh, man. I'm so tired of that kind of bullshit because we see lots of it here. Um, and I'm sure you all do, too, that wealthy yeah. people just get away with whatever and poor people get screwed. I mean, it makes me think of, like, Jenna Holm, for example. We've mm-hmm. covered the Jenna Holm case. You know, she was wrongly charged with involuntary manslaughter of a police officer because she was in the middle of an incident with the police and had been tased and was laying on the ground while one police officer accidentally hit and killed another one with a car. Yeah. She sat in jail for over a year, you guys, for a crime that she has now, the charges against her have now been dropped. Like I, I want her to sue the County. Like I'm hoping she's going to, for that year because she couldn't afford to bond out yep on a charge that is no longer even valid against her her erroneous charges yep totally ridiculous absolutely well that's murda i mean i'm sure there'll be more coming there there will be but that's what we know for now well, there's but always real estate outstanding for steven smith i just his yes. mom is so sweet you guys she just makes you want to cry she's so mm-hmm. sweet and is so humble and so relieved that some people are actually, you know, acting like they care about her. Yes. And her son. It's yeah. awful. Well, hopefully what's happening here is a good example of what's going to happen in other places. Yeah. We got to break up this crap, don't we? Yes. Yep. Well, last but never least are the updates in the Dayville case. And we're not going to get to all of them because... Oh my God, you guys. Right. Hundreds of hours. Of the video. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. But the judge did rule. And you may know mm-hmm. if you were with us last week playing prior bingo in the change mm-hmm. of venue hearing, that the judge did rule for a change of venue in this case. Yes. Forthwith, you are correct, Jerry. Yes. <laughs> so. How did forthwith not make it onto the bingo card? How did it not? Because we've, yeah, that's another one. Um, it's going on the next one. Yeah, yes, it is. So they're they're hoping and praying that Ada County is going to take it. Mm-hmm. That's um, in Boise, the Boise area here in Idaho. Um, we have it on pretty good authority that Ada County really doesn't want to take it. Mm-hmm. Now, will they be pressured into it or forced with a court order? We don't know. Um, we'll see because there's still another, there's still something else to be argued here and we don't have a court date on it yet, but it is the motion that the prosecutor filed to sequester a jury. And the idea that there could be a change of venue simply by bringing a sequestered jury in from somewhere else. Uh-huh. Uh, prosecutor Wood is saying that no matter what we do, that jury is going to have to be sequestered, which uh-huh. Yeah, they are. What a voluminous decision. Yeah. (laughs) So it's not a surprise. They also ruled that it can't be in the seventh judicial court region, which is our whole area here, because Mm -hmm. of course not. 
Can a county say we'd rather not? Well, we're not 100% sure. Our, our yeah. understanding is that they can, mm-hmm. that they can say we are too overwhelmed ourselves and we do not want to carry the financial burden and we yeah. can't take it. We'll and see it, what happens. And it can come down to that they want the county who's where the crime was committed to pay for um, the trial in the new county, which, you know, we've talked about that that's unlikely to happen. Mm-hmm. So we don't know. There's still lots of fighting to go on, but we, I still really think that it's likely that they're going to bring a jury in from somewhere else and sequester them and keep this local. I really think mm-hmm. if it even goes trial at all. Right. Which there's a good chance it won't, yeah. but everyone <laughs> knows this case and everyone hates them. Everyone hates them. Yeah. I mean, how could you not? <laughs> yeah. And this huge document dump coming out of Arizona. Oh my God. Um, it just makes it so much worse. But yeah. I did want to say. I think Idaho is so mad at Arizona for releasing all oh, of that. Oh, I bet they are. <laughs> they're not so happy. much in mm-hmm. here that relates to the murders that happened here. Yeah. So I'm, we're going to do another update episode and really get into all the documents and stuff. But one thing that I really wanted to just um, point out is that Chandler um, police detectives wrote this, that they believe Charles Vallow was murdered and that his suspected killers were motivated by greed for his life insurance money, <laughs> lust for each other, and strange religious beliefs. So they're rolling it all into one. There you go. Yeah. Like it's all the stuff that we all think all together. And I I think they're right that you can't really pull any of those things out. It's all of it. No, No, there's a leg of all of it. And did one thing empower another? Sure. They all did. It Mm -hmm. was a circle. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And the stuff about coming out about how she likely plotted to kill Joe Ryan. We've been talking about that for a year or more now that, it, you know, there are lots of people in Lori's life that absolutely. I think even including Charles, according to one of the text messages that he sent to her, am I going to end up like Joe? Mm -hmm. Um, That, you know, that she did plot to kill Joe Ryan. Yeah. They've been unable to prove that, unfortunately, because too much time has passed. And he didn't get a proper um, autopsy at the time. Yeah. I just want to know how many people they killed that we don't know about, right? Are there others? Very valid question at this point. It is a valid question at this point. Who else might be missing? You know, I don't know. I'm sure that I'm sure that that's a Uh, thought in Arizona and here. Died in ways that yeah. yeah. Died in weird, weird Mm -hmm. circumstances for sure. Yeah. I'm sure that the investigators in Arizona and here have that in the back of their heads. Mm-hmm. Like, is this everybody? Yeah. Yeah. So there's so much we don't know yet. And I want to do an update show and really get into some of the interviews and what we've learned. Mm-hmm. Well, I did really appreciate that, that they said, you know what? It's all of it. It's greed. It's creepy lust for each other. Oh, Creepy lust for each other. Oh my god, the 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 stories. Oh, they're so gross. There was a text thread of Chad basically writing a little love story between he and Lori that like carried on every day. And my god, he says he realized James and Elena. Yes, and he's the grown-up version of Harry Potter, and he has to go and live under the stairs in his mundane life for a certain time. But then every few weeks he gets to spend some time with his goddess lover and then he's better for a little while poor poor chad yeah that makes me so angry for tammy and for their children it's just horrible implying somehow that you know his situation was so terrible yeah he clearly has a family who loves him his kids are still standing by his side i wonder how they're feeling now though because this just breaks wide open the fact that he was Full on having an affair with yeah. Lois Lori. Yeah, I don't think that that can be denied at this point. But then mm-hmm. again, his kids have, you know, they've, they've been. They're pretty deep in denial. At this point, which, you know what? I just feel sorry for them. I My do God. too. I just can't blame them at this point. I don't know what I'd do either. 
Well, and this is just such a public case. Like everything is laid bare. There is nothing that's sacred in this case. You know, everything right. is laid bare to the public. I can only imagine how horrifying it is for them in every way. But yeah. the more this stuff from Arizona comes out. Yeah, boy. it's tough to deny now. So I wish Tammy had gotten the email about the affair. A lot of people believe that she did. But we have not seen a response back to him to confirm that, in fact, she did read it. Yeah. So we don't know. But know that it may not have mattered. There has been plenty of talk about Chad having affairs before Lori. Yes. And we believe that it's very possible that, uh, you know, this was just the next one in a string of. Right. I'll tell you one thing for me. Why did they come here? Why did yeah. they come here? Why did they come here? Their families are all in Utah. They had a home in Utah. They had a life in Utah. And for some reason in 2016, they cut bait and moved to Salem, Idaho. Why? Yeah. It just makes me wonder if he was having an affair in Utah and they moved here to break that off and regroup and set things back right. And I'll bet. It wouldn't surprise me at all that that's exactly what happened. I mean, he tells because, yeah, it is weird. about that they vacationed in Island Park in a cabin and just fell in love with the area and just wanted to come here. And eh, I call BS on that. I, I just really wonder why they came here in the first place. What's actually true? Well, and why did they buy that property out there in Salem? I mean, Salem isn't a town. It is an area. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it was yeah. similar to where they'd been living before. Yeah. No, I know. It is odd to me. It's odd to me. And, you know, he wasn't working. He was just doing his book stuff. Yeah. And she moved here and got a job and was supporting them. That's I don't the know. Thing about all this, that gross jackass. She was supporting him through mm-hmm. while all this was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, we will definitely keep following this closely and we will do another update episode with some more stuff. But, you know, the the granting of the um, change of venue, not surprising. Mm-hmm. Curious to see how it's actually going to come about now. And if some counties are going to be like, yeah, we don't want to touch this with a 10 foot pole. And can they say no? Mm-hmm. Uh, we will see. Yeah. And what's going to happen if they if they argue for a sequestered jury um, and if they bring in a jury from somewhere else. Yeah. Yep. So we're keeping an eye on the docket, you know, to see when the next thing is scheduled and we'll we'll be here for it. You certainly will. And if you didn't already, I did do uh, if you haven't seen it already. Last Friday, uh, I did a pop up talking about the patriarchal blessing that. Yes. Uh, that Chad gave Alex, that's really quite significant. And especially like in, in the LDS world, that's really, that's quite the shocker, honestly. So if you haven't watched that, you may um, go back and find that uh, in Friday's pop-up shows last week, because uh, that's, you, you need to hear this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just another step, creepy step outside of their basic religion, but also the way that it sort of foreshadows what's going to happen to him is real creepy yeah 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 well I, that's all we've got you guys uh, does it seem like <laughs> are your heads spinning yet mine is yeah mine is too we will be back tomorrow night at 8 p.m mountain for the psychic hour and uh i do have a pop-up plan for this weekend i know i didn't get one done last weekend it's just hard, you guys. We do a lot of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we get to it, sometimes we don't. But I have something planned that you are going to want to watch for. There is a case going on right now that, holy shit, that's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I do, too. I'm going to be traveling Friday, but I'm going to put get one up uh, before I leave. So you guys will have that. I want to address this. Uh, Happy Light or Life and Light said, I heard that the greater Rexburg area was a City of Light area in Prepper Lore. That is absolutely true, actually. Yep. That is that absolutely is, true. That is part of this whole story. Mm-hmm. Their yep. beliefs. Well, and in fact, I mean, Rexburg just announced that they're going to build a second temple here. 
Yes. And people are just losing their minds about it. It's such yes. an exciting, it's such a huge and a missionary training center. Uh, and a, yep, missionary training center. And yes, I mean, and Rexburg considers itself to be a little mini Zion. You know, our uh, city uh, motto is America's family community. Uh, but yeah, it's a okay. Always an underbelly. Dad was trying to buy some property. We think quite near his home, right on the river, uh, to, for a camp. Yes. Yes, it's yeah, true. The whole that, tent cities thing. Yep. That was discussed in the preliminary. And we have really tried hard. We think we know who the realtor was. We're, we're quite sure we know who the realtor was, but we don't know where the land is. And we pushed, we tried. We're still hoping to try to uh, find out exactly where that land is so that we can take a, a photo or, yeah, take some video and show you guys. Yeah. Uh, yes, there are other groups in the area not related to Chad and Lori. Absolutely. Yep. That are building camps. There is a camp in Chester uh, that was purchased. Uh, and Chester is what, maybe 15 miles away from Chad's house. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, yep. Yep. That is happening. I, it was not, not just Chad. These beliefs are pervasive here. I'm personally staying in my house in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> You're not going to go to a white tent city or a black tent city or a green tent city. I am not. I'm staying right here in man. <laughs> no, I'm going to pass that right along to some other. In fact, there hmm. is an event that happens here every year. Oh, Paula, I didn't realize that was you. <laughs> well, hello, beautiful. Uh, <laughs> I like that name. That's perfect for you. Uh, there is an event that goes on here every year called Rabbit Stick. And yeah. Rabbit Stick is a thing for preppers. It's uh, It's an event for preppers that they are teaching them, you know, I don't know how to skin a rabbit, things like that. Probably. But yeah. 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 Oh, that's interesting. Brian Eaton, I think you mean Eaton, right? Interviewed the Wyoming coroner and the doctor said Gabby had lots of evidence to show that she had evidence consistent with prolonged domestic violence. Yeah. 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 Well, we all know where that's going, don't we? Yep. Boo. Yeah. Boy. Right. Yep. Okay. Well. Wow. Weirdos. Agreed, Granky. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, oh. I'm, I'm all for being prepared for the future. I am. And it is a very Mormon thing to have food storage. We're taught that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, in the, in the LDS church, they are taught that from birth. There are a lot of families around here that have a great deal. I have a neighbor who has a two-car garage that is packed from floor to ceiling, that entire garage with food storage Yep. on pallets. It's mostly expired. Probably, yeah. I mean, there's many thousands of dollars worth of food there that's probably mostly expired. But there's been a belief for a very long time in the LDS church that at some point the food supply would collapse, the government would collapse, and you'd be on your own. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Looks like we're about to get kicked off. So I think we better finish up here. I think so. We got frozen. All, all right. right. We sure did. Well, thank you all very much for being here. And we will yeah. see you tomorrow night. You know, we are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Have a great night. Take care.